0: Buzz Nation, you're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide the Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in smoke-free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I'm Casey Kruger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that, much like football season, is big back. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. It's been a it's been a minute. It has been a minute, but like you said, we're back. We're back. We have a sponsor again? We do. How about the, we're a real podcast. Now. We are a real podcast with a sponsor and everything. Uh it's been a it's been a big summer. Everybody got promoted. Yeah. Well, but, you, Mr. Director. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Very Just Keep on directory. climbing up the ladder. Yeah, very directorly. Yeah. And uh you're not an intern anymore, which is, not. which is sad for me. Yeah, you can't bully me that much anymore. Well, I can. I you just, can, I but can't call you intern anymore. No. I have to learn your name. It is Assistant Director Alex mm. Allard. We'll see. We'll see about all that. Uh, a lot of other big changes. Uh, we, we have a new intern, yep. Camille Boylock. She's mm-hmm. doing great. She's been here a couple of weeks. She's just covering women's basketball, helping with volleyball, doing a little beach volleyball. Uh, we've got a student worker for Knox Reeves doing a little cross country. Yeah, Knox... Uh you know, friend of everybody on campus, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, he's,
1: he's been around here I'm for years. I'm on campus. Yeah, that's true. But we're,
0: we're rolling now. All kinds of promotions. All kinds of good things happening. Max got promoted and hired. Jacob's got a new job and title. Just good things happening for the Cubs mm-hmm. around here. Cubs are leveling up. Uh, the Reds were leveling up. They were doing really well. Mm-hmm. They won like 12 in a row. Yeah. They were in first place. And then they turned back to the Reds. And then and then they're not good all of a sudden. Uh, I went to five games this summer. They lost. All five? All five.
1: I can always tell when the Reds are doing good because it's like when they are, I go on Twitter and it's always your tweets at the top of my timeline. And I'm like, oh, cool. Craig's in a good mood and I just haven't seen that that much in the last couple of
0: weeks. Uh, they're like nine and 16 this month. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, yeah, there's seven games out of first place. They're still in the wild card race. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got guys hurt. We've got guys that aren't playing well. They called up another one of the top prospects. That was cool. Um, it's just nothing's going to happen. I don't, th- yeah. I don't think it's going to end well for the Reds. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to Reds
1: this thing. I know I said I was going to watch baseball this year. I legitimately don't think I've watched a single game. Not one. Not a full one. I've seen bits and pieces of different ones. Like, I think when we were at the uh, UAC media day, I think they had games on the TVs and stuff like that. But yeah, the Rangers are good. I'd have their games on TV. If I yeah, like I mean Dallas. we were right beside their stadium too. Yeah. But um, no, I don't know. I just haven't really seen too much from baseball either.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't expect much from the Red stretch. It's weird that today, I guess the waiver deadline is this week mm-hmm. uh, to get under like a salary number, so you can get a higher compensation draft pick when people leave. Uh, the Angels who traded for like four dudes because they're like they could have either traded Shohei Ohtani who's going to be a free agent or they could have traded four guys and kept them and tried to be good. Mm-hmm. They added like four or five okay players. Uh, then they still didn't win and now Shohei can't pitch and now they're just like cutting all these dudes. Gotcha. So like maybe maybe the Reds will claim some dudes from the Angels and get a little bit of reinforcements, but
1: I guess we'll see. How much I longer till the playoffs start?
0: Uh, the end of the month, okay. end of September. Gotcha. I won't be holding my breath. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about Osprey Soccer okay. first. Te- first team in action, right? Yep.
1: So Osprey Soccer, uh, pretty new look roster. They have eleven newcomers, nine freshmen, two transfers. Uh, Hannah Zahn from UT Martin played her a couple times in her career. Uh, Mackenzie James was a defender from Western Michigan. She's been playing pretty well. Uh, Govs are out to a one and one two and one start. Uh, started the season against Hannah Zahn's former team, UT Martin. It was a 2-1 loss. And then after that, came back, picked up a 2-1 win at home against Lindenwood. Uh, story with that one was really, it was Alec Baumgart and Annabelle Anderson scored. Katie Bond, who's the Gov's new goalie. She's kind of been sitting on the bench for the past two years. Uh, she picked up the shutout victory. Was the second fastest goalkeeper in program history to pick up a shutout, doing it in her second match. Um, After that, the Govs drop a 4-1 game against North Dakota State and a very long trip to North Dakota because they played the Bison and then they played the Fighting Hawks a couple days
0: later, played a 1-1 draw against that one. That's from Fargo to Sioux Falls. Grand Forks. Forks. Mm -hmm. Dang it, wrong North Dakota town. And they
1: they had a long day of travel because it was before that they go from – Nashville, and they went. I think they flew into Dallas, and they flew into Fargo, and coming back, they went from Grand Forks to Chicago to Nashville.
0: What's the drive from Fargo to Grand Forks? I honestly don't know.
1: Um, I'd expect a couple hours, at least. at least. At least, it's a big state. It is a large but, state. It's not even the best Dakota. No, it's not even the best Dakota. Um, but no, I mean one, two, and one. Uh, that we're still tied for third in the ASUN. A lot of ASUN teams are, you know, playing the bigger teams bigger programs um so we're still right in that thing you know we've scored five goals this season all five come from different players uh lindsey mcmahon who's been who started every match of her career all of them uh, every single one of them uh she's on pace to break the minutes record i did the math a couple days ago um she's already got two assists on the season off of her free kicks that
0: could be tough with no
1: more overtime in the regular season it really could be but we'll see i think i think even without overtime I think it's like if we make I mean, if we make the tournament, that definitely helps a little bit because she'll log 90 in each one of those matches as well. So I think she'll get that. But she's got two assists on the year. Um, like I said, five different goal scorers. A lot more variety than last year. Last year we had a total of nine. So doing that, so we had nine and 18 matches. This year we have five and four matches. So pretty balanced offense.
0: Pretty balanced offense there. They're 1-0 and oh in games I attend. Okay, so that means you're going to come out and run scoreboard for uh, us. I was actually going to talk to you about that after this podcast. Uh, so I don't know. It's football come out week. Wa- so come out and watch us after uh, more. We, we got Knox Reeves for what reason? Oh, Knox? Come Sounds out. like Knox is
1: doing the scoreboard. He sure <laughs> is, and I think he's 0-1. No, no, he's one and 0 too, because he was doing video for him that one day that you were running scoreboards. So. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. There we get, go. I, we got at least
0: half of the strength. You get half the magic, right? Uh, to the volleyball court, second team to get things started for the Govs this year. They opened their season last weekend at UAB's Blazer Invitational down there in Birmingham, Alabama. They opened the season with 3 nothing loss to Buffalo. Uh, tough one in the opener. Just couldn't get anything going on offense. A lot of errors just all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, we really had a negative attack percentage for that entire match. And I mean, Buffalo is definitely um, amongst the teams that we played, the best team in there, according to RPI. I mean, they were top 150, maybe even top 125 in RPI. So you still, you still don't want to go down 3-0, but at the same time, good opponent. You're starting the season. they were still figuring stuff out, whether it
0: was formations, whether it was starting lineups in that match. Much better in match two. Uh, big bounce back win against the SWAC champs from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a NCAA tournament team. Florida yeah. A&M, 3-1 three to, three to win for the Govs. I think Elizabeth Wheat had a career high in kills and digs in that one after yep. a slow start for her in that first one. Uh, really bounced back strong in the second one.
1: Yeah, I mean, she had, I want to say, 18 kills, 17 digs, or something like that. Something like that. She's been playing really well this season. Um, And like you said, that's SWAC SWAC champions. That's a team that went to the NCAA tournament last year. We played them and beat them last year, but it was like we go up 2-0, and then we let them come back and win the next two sets. So for us to come in in this one and just, you know, stomp them 3-1, it was was a good win.
0: The UAB game, uh, it was a a tough win. Dropped the first set, Mm -hmm. came back to win the match 3-2. There's some stat about in Taylor Mott's career when the Govs dropped the first set. They've only come back to win. Like a handful of times. A handful of times. But no worries. Dropped the first set, won the next two, dropped number four, win it in five. Uh, Showed a lot of resiliency in that one. Another big game from Elizabeth Wheat. Uh, You really like those last two matches.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, they've got a lot of really good newcomers on this team, too. I mean, whether it's Honorita, uh, Maggie Dujos is our new setter who plays alongside Kelsey. Overall, that team's just looking really good. I know it's the first got the classics too. Michaela Powell's still out there swinging. Exactly, Uh, Michaela Powell, Maggie Keenan, a lot of household names amongst that. But I mean, overall, I mean, you don't want to, you know, say too much about the first. It's the first tournament. It's a long season, but I think they're pretty happy, and you know, they've got a good tournament coming up that
0: we'll talk about later. And I think it's a good chance to start off the season hot. So we'll we'll get into a little bit of football. We'll do a little bit of the preseason news, and we'll get into the game in the second part. Uh, Gus got picked third in the inaugural nine Athletic Conference preseason poll. Central Arkansas was number two, even though they had five first-place votes. Mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky was the preseason favorites. They only had two first-place votes. So I, I said it before the poll came out. I told you I said people might – the Utah one of the Texas teams might end up in the top three. Right. Just because that way it's not three teams from the formerly A-Sun half of the conference. Right. But I told you, I said the three best teams in this conference, I believe, are Austin P, Eastern Kentucky, and Central Arkansas. Definitely. And that's how the poll shook out. Uh, I was right. Shocker. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's that's how it looked. Govs had four preseason all conference selections as well. And and one of and I, I really love that we got an O lineman on there. That's always a good thing, because the Govs returned all five alignment this year from last mm-hmm. year's team. So that's a big thing. That was Chandler Curtin, got a tight end on there, and Jordan Goko, who's this week's guest on the podcast uh two on defense as well Tyler Long is a transfer from Norfolk State he ranked 19th in the FCS with 9.6 tackles per game last year he is going to be a big piece of the Govs defense seems like it and then another returning piece on defense one that one that everybody should know about Corey Chapman that dude's all over the defense all over the field making tackles uh averaged close to nine tackles a game in the final seven games of the year last year when he took over for Cam Ruffin when he got hurt so those are your four preseason all UAC selections uh Good looking, good looking preseason for the Govs. I, I like where we're at right now in terms of football. We'll talk about that Southern Illinois game coming up, but I think it's a good start. I mean, you know, like you said,
1: us Central and Eastern Kentucky were the three best teams in the conference between us and the WAC. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good season. I think there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. Even going against, you know, SIU in the first game, I think you're gonna learn a lot in that game. That's yeah. a
0: big team. That's a Missouri Valley Conference team, and like I said, we'll talk more about that. But that team has. That conference has the two teams that played for the national championship last mm-hmm. year in North Dakota State and South Dakota State. Rabbits right. won, looking to repeat. But we'll get into the Salukis here in a minute. Right now, we're going we're gonna to take a little break, and then we're going to be joined by Jordan Goko, the Osipi football team. What a great week to have our tight end on here. I know, right? And uh, we'll have our interview with Jordan Goko. That's brought to you by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. Uh, give them a call if you need somewhere to live. Or just swing by and check in with a leasing agent there. And We'll be right back right after this. us on the PCAST. It's a perfect guest to kick off this time of the year and to kick off this week. It's Jordan Goko, the Austin football team, preseason All-United Athletic Conference tied in. Jordan, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing amazing, doing amazing, you know. I mean, season's about to start. Game one's coming soon, so I'm excited. Practice this morning? Yes, sir. Practice, uh, I think, 8 a.m.
0: this morning. Right and early, right? Oh, yeah. How's definitely. that? How's game week going?
2: Oh, it's fun. I mean, boys are flying around. We're the energy's up. It's amazing. I mean, fresh out of camp too. And we're ready for game one. We're ready to hit somebody different than black and red.
0: That, that's what everybody keeps saying. So first day of classes too this week. How are classes going for you? You all online? You in person? Oh yeah.
2: I mean, I'm I'm an old head. So I mean, I got one class these first eight weeks, and one class the second eight weeks, and then I get my um, graduate degree.
0: Do you actually have to go to class, or you're all online? All online. All online. Everybody's doing that now, and back in the day, we never got to do that. Oh yeah. I
2: mean, where I came from, Campbell University, we had if they offered the class in person we couldn't take it online so coming here being all online it's uh it's a blessing honestly it works really
0: well with your guys schedule right
2: oh amazing i mean i have so much time to take care of my body and focus on the game plan and watch film it
0: really helps me out never have to worry about leaving practice to get to a 9 a.m class. oh yeah
2: not at all i mean i see these these young cats leaving practice halfway through and i'm like where, where are they going
0: <laughs> fall camp right you just finished that up uh, when, when game week started. Scotty Walden always says it's the hardest hardest thing this team does. Would you agree with that?
2: Oh, most definitely. I mean, I've been through six of them, and this one was by far the longest. It felt like being – I mean, my sixth one, It's
0: doesn't get shorter. Just five weeks every day, two times a day sometimes, just going at mm-hmm. it. All right, let's talk about football a little bit. You started out at West Forsyth High School. Yes, sir. Played a little receiver and tight end.
2: Yeah, I played receiver my freshman year. Came in really light, so they put me out um playing outside receiver then uh sophomore year of high school got moved to tight end on varsity it was really light there I mean I was blocking 300 pound dudes in high school at 185 6'6 so it was it was kind of rough in high school
0: so you were 6'6 as a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. what so does that the whole th- reason you moved to tight end what what makes that move happen at that point in your career like what what co- why did the coach say you're gonna play tight end not receiver
2: um, I think I was just so young and we had like we had top guys a um wide receiver and I wasn't the fast of, fastest as everybody, so he moved me in the box and he taught me how to block and it's history from there.
0: It it all worked out. So uh you go to Campbell, you stay kinda close to home, right? How far is that from home? Two hours Two exactly. hours. So four years there. Four or five. Four. Four, four years. Uh, I want to talk about your touchdown against the Presbyterian. I, I've never seen it. I've only read the stats. 60 yards? Yes, sir. Well, uh, Break that play down for me. You don't see a lot of tight ends going 60 yards. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, most definitely. It was um, – we were out of a tight bunch. I mean, I, it was basically a seam, ran down the middle of the field, split the safeties, balled straight to my chest, stiff-armed the safety, then took it to the house for – I mean, I want to say I caught it 20 yards past the line of scrimmage and ran 40 yards.
0: I don't think DBs like seeing it. You stiff arm that safety. There's a photo of you from the Murray State game, stiff arming as another safety. Oh, yeah. It's too big for them, huh?
2: Yeah, safeties, safeties.
0: uh, They don't really like me. So you graduate from Campbell after four years, you get in the transfer portal, and you come to Austin P. What made you want to come here and play in this offense with Scotty Walden?
2: Um, I really didn't know about Austin P. before. I mean, one of my teammates at Campbell University transferred from here. So that's the first time I heard Austin P. But then I started getting recruited by this one coach um, that came from North Carolina Central. He was recruiting me there. And then when he got the job here, he started recruiting me here. And I was like, mm, let me take official visit. Took official visit. First, I mean, I step in the facility. Every coach is there. It was, it's just me on the official visit. Every coach is there clapping, hyping me up. So, I mean, right when I walked through the door, it felt like family, I mean.
0: Our official visits are insane.
2: Oh, insane. I mean, I've hosted many, many of our freshmen that we have now, and I mean, it's the same energy club all golf. year round i mean oh yeah club Gov. shout out dj buddy
0: <laughs> uh what's it like playing tight end in this offense you don't really just like i feel like traditionally tight end lines up off the tackle hand on the ground you don't really do that
2: we do a little bit of everything he's i mean there's some nuances that we're we're putting in this year can't can't really uh yeah don't don't give those can't away can't give those away on this but uh yeah i mean exciting stuff coming up stuff that tight ends don't usually do this year i mean it's
0: it's going to be an exciting year but even in the past you've lined up in the backfield you've lined up yeah you receiver you've lined up on the line you you're all over the place yeah
2: I, I like to call us like like a utility knife we do a little bit of everything on this offense
0: one thing you do too and it was funny we just i just listened to coach Walden do another podcast with some other people and he was talking they asked about you and he said People see you as six-foot-six guy. Maybe you're not the, the biggest tight end of all time. But, you're. I mean, you're a pretty big guy. He says you love to get in there and block.
2: Oh, uh, I mean, I love the trenches. I don't know why. I mean, when it's a rainy game, I mean, I love being in the trenches. I don't know why. It's just putting my hands on somebody and just driving them back against their will. It's it's pretty fun, I mean. And especially because playing with the offensive linemen, shout out the whole line. I mean, they're all dogs. I just They don't get the credit they deserve. So, being in there, I mean, I just – I love going to war with them.
0: You I mean, you got to block if you're going to play tight end, right?
2: Oh, Most definitely. That's half the job.
0: So you got here around the same time as our – or maybe a little early, maybe a little after. Our, our quarterback, Mike Dillill. I feel like you and Mike have a great relationship, uh, and that's probably a good thing for this offense. Talk about your relationship with Mike.
2: Mike, uh, it's kind of funny. We have a story that we always tell our parents and whatnot. When uh, we transferred in here, we're looking for housing, and Robbie, he asked me – He's like, do you want to room with the new quarterback that's coming in? And I've lived with multiple roommates throughout my college career, and they, they're they dirty, they don't they do not do their dishes, all this stuff. So I'm like, no, I don't I don't think I want to live with anybody. Then come to find out season, we're best friends. I mean, we're on a good relationship on the field, all that, and we're just like, isn't it funny how we kind of almost live together? Because he got asked the same thing, if he wanted to live with the new tight end coming in. And he said, no, I want to live by myself. So it's, it's kind of a funny story we – Always joke about and whatnot. Uh, Mike doesn't seem like a dirty guy. No, he's he's a clean cut guy. As soon as he's done. Yeah, he's a clean cut guy.
0: He he showed up a minute ago wearing flip flops too. Oh yeah, he's a guy at him.
2: Oh yeah, I mean he if he could he wouldn't wear a shirt either. You're wearing Mike's hat right now. Oh yeah, Fifth Floor. Shout out Fifth Floor. I mean.
0: What is Fifth Floor? What do you know about it?
2: I know that um, he started his freshman year at Florida Tech. Okay. He lived on the fifth floor. I mean, if you go to their website, it, it, it gives you the whole breakdown of how it started. But he lived on the fifth floor with one of his buddies. and
0: I feel like you're a big fifth floor guy because I always see guys on the team wearing those hats. But you've always got yours.
2: Yeah, I always got mine. I always got my shirts on. I mean, <laughs> I love to support the my friends' brands and whatever they have going on. So, I mean, Mike having this deal, I mean, I love to help him out and promote it without, like, anything. I mean, he gives me some hats and shirts every now and then take some pictures in it and whatnot, but it's kind of cool how the company started they lived on the fifth floor they i mean their their quote is like top floor lifestyle living on top always live to the yeah. fullest live the best you can so it's a pretty cool pretty cool um, brand
0: cool so before you you played baseball as well in high school right correct uh what position were you 66 six, on the mound right
2: on the mound and first base oh, yeah so.
0: what what kind of baseball player were you
2: i mean i was I loved pitching. I mean, first base, I mean, I was always an aggressive base runner because I'm so long, I could get big leads, yeah. take off, whatnot. I mean, I was always reliant in the box, uh, batter's box, um junior year came around. I tore my PCL. Yep. I caught a ball from the pitcher, and the, the base runner, He was, he's their, like, four-hole hitter. He hit it right to the pitcher, so he's mad. He's, he's jogging down. Yep. He puts his knee right into my knee. Tears my PCL, so I'm out of my junior baseball season, which is supposed to be, like, the biggest season for me. I mean, yep. I'm pitching, like, amazing that year. So it shuts down um, my baseball year that year. And um, I'm looking to go to school for a sport, obviously. I kind of want to do baseball. At this but point, you didn't know, if it was this po- baseball or football. Yeah, I didn't know. I just knew that I had to get a scholarship. My parents were always stuck on that. My grades weren't good in, that good in high school, so they are like, Either you're going to go to community college and work, or you're going to get a scholarship if you want to go to college. So I really focused in on football. Well, football was always all summer, so I stopped playing like travel ball. Yeah. I think, what do they call it now? Yeah, same thing. I know what you mean. Yeah, in the the summer. So so I was was always doing football over the summer. So I kind of slowed down to baseball. But junior year, really, when I tore my PCL, I was just rehabbing my knee fully because i was supposed to get surgery but it would have put me out of my senior year football season so i was like that's not an option not an option right yeah so i mean i grinded i had to wear one of those o-line embraces on my left <laughs> knee had to play with one of those my senior year and senior year I had a good year i mean it was fun we ended up going 11 and 0 and having one of the best seasons in high school history
0: so uh back to baseball one last question do you think you'd get out there and play today
2: Oh, most definitely. When Coach get, fanning, if you hear this, I mean I'm I'm good to go.
0: You got like you got at least one year of baseball eligibility, right?
2: I, I would hope so. I'm I was thinking if I could get another class in the spring semester, stay here and play a play a season of ball. Let's get a walk on tryout. So. Yeah, honestly, I think I could get on the mound and get after it.
0: What, what do you think you got in the arm if you got on the mound right now?
2: I think I'd be high I'm I don't want to go I t- do I don't wanna go too high, but I think I'd be high eighties. I wanna say I would touch night, but then again, I've had so many stingers in the shoulder from football. <laughs> I don't know if my shoulder – I probably could pitch one bullpen and then have to ice for like a week on my shoulder. So, I don't Listen, know how you're
0: that touching go. 90. We might have a spot for you. Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: I, I really feel like I could. Your brother plays baseball as well, right? Yeah, he's kind of like considered a free agent right now in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. He played for uh, – the shirt that I'm wearing right now is Guest and Honey Hunters. It's mm-hmm. a little minor league team uh, out of the Atlantic League, I think it was called. Yep. He played there for two years, and – doing this baseball thing he graduated from Woodstown state played baseball there and um he's like six eight lefty pitcher oh that'll work oh yeah i mean he's yeah so yeah his baseball career has been nothing but a blast for him i mean he's still giving it his all still i mean i see him he works and then he'll come home and still train so i mean he's he's all about baseball
0: so you played basketball as well yeah, I played basketball. My... Six 6'6", you kind of have to, right? Yeah, in high
2: that's the thing. I didn't really like basketball, though. I didn't really okay. like organized basketball as much as baseball and football. But um, parents, they got me to try out freshman year of high school. Then I made JV. I was dropping like 15 a game. I was a guy that would just get rebounds. I'd get put backs and get fouled. 6'6", was...
0: six, six on the JV level. You're pretty good in the post there. Yeah, not I mean. Not a lot of high school kids at 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, not
2: at all, not at all. But um. Yeah, my free throw percentage was—I mean, half of my points. I mean, my, I was like 100 percent from the free throw line, so I was racking up like eight points a game from free throws.
0: So, ask if you could still go out there and walk on on baseball. No, not, not the case for basketball.
2: Oh, no shot, no yeah. shot. I do basketball.
0: Are you the best basketball player on the speed football team?
2: Uh, I'm not gonna say that. I, I don't. They're the I, tallest. I am. I am the tallest, but there's some hoopers on our team. There's definitely some. I mean, are you
0: in the starting five? If we put together a basketball. Oh, like I'd that. have to be in the starting five, most definitely.
2: Right? Yeah, most definitely. I just I'd be the guy that just gets rebounds and passes out to all the athletic jumpers that can shoot threes and whatnot. You're saying so
0: throw some dunks down the post, right?
2: Oh, most definitely. I mean, assist guy and um, alley oop guy. That's
0: that's definitely my uh, job label if it comes to the
2: their hardwood.
0: So your you and your brother play sports. Your dad played tennis as well. He played in college at Washington, right? Correct. So. Did you ever grow up playing any tennis?
2: No, not really. My dad didn't really want me to play tennis. He has some funny stories. He went to IMG to play tennis, and um, at IMG, I mean IMG Academy is like one yeah, of the great biggest. School. Yeah, great. I mean, it was he went to IMG before it was like this big, right. known thing. So, yeah, he ended up going to Washington to play tennis, and then he met my mom at there because she went to Seattle University. So they met. They met in um, Washington. And ever since then, I mean, they had my brother. They moved to Chicago, had my brother, then moved to North Carolina, had me and my sister.
0: So you just led into my next question. You have a brother and a sister. Uh, and how do you fit in age-wise? Are you the middle or the youngest?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm the youngest. So okay. it's me, then two years older is my sister.
0: The two years older, her, is my brother. So so you're getting beat up on all the time in the house?
2: When I was young. When I was young. Now, not so much. And then,
0: then you got bigger than everybody. I guess you didn't get bigger yeah. than your brother.
2: Oh yeah, my brother's always been huge. I mean, he's... We're freaks of nature in the go-go household.
0: Is your sister, mom, and dad everybody tall?
2: Uh, we don't consider them tall because we're so freakishly tall. You're six, six, but like and when six, people ask, yeah. yeah, when people ask me like how tall is my mom or sister, I say like oh like five seven, five eight, and they're like oh that's tall for a woman. Yeah, they're not short. Yeah, they're not short. So I'm like I guess so, but yeah, I mean me and my brother are definitely the freaks of the family.
0: How competitive was the GoCo household with you and your brother growing up playing sports, I imagine, around the house all the time?
2: Uh, I mean, we would always come back. We'd go to baseball tournaments, whoever got the trophies. We'd de- make sure they're front and center in the house and whatnot, I and mean, whoever had the most trophies. We all had a lot. I mean, he played football, too. He played basketball, baseball. But I always considered – I always thought I was the more athletic one and more uh, fierce one and like, aggressive, you know. Because we, we grew up playing hockey, too. Hockey was our sport. So, I bet you didn't know that. Let's
0: talk about that now. Hold on. Yeah,
2: hockey. Hockey was a. If we lived up north, I would be playing hockey. You'd be a
0: college hockey player, you think? Mm, Yeah, most definitely. Hockey was. Defense, right? Defense.
2: Me and my brother would defense. I mean, I was.
0: You're 6'10 on skates, right?
2: Oh, huge. And that's the thing. I would grow up. I'd play with my brother's friends. Like, we'd go uh, stick and puck. I'd play with my brother's friends. I mean, I was getting hit by them. I'd hit them. And they're like four years older than me, and I'm a little kid. But that's the thing. I would always. The bad thing is, and hockey youth age um you weren't allowed to hit at it till you get to a certain age right like check people and me I was going around I was getting 10 minute penalties because I'm like I'm like eight years old hitting these dudes putting them on their backs and like parents don't like that and they're yelling stuff (laughs) I got in many uh hockey fights got suspended from the league for a year and then I went to high school and so my high school did not have a hockey team so like um hockey kind of Faded out for me there. Was hockey your favorite sport? It was one of them. It was top. Baseball was definitely my favorite. I mean, it was just – I don't know why. Just baseball was – I just felt like I was so good at baseball. I was top of the team. I was always hitting the four-hole. pitcher. Your favorite baseball team? Boston Red Sox. Favorite player? David Ortiz, definitely. David Ortiz. Okay. Lefty, lefty. He's a lefty You're a lefty? lefty? hmm Well, I pitch righty, but I, I hit lefty.
0: Swing lefty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Do you see all these – so do you shoot the hockey puck left-handed? Yes. Okay. All, basketball shot, lefty?
2: No, righty. That's it's weird. Kinda weird. It. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it. it is weird. It is weird. That's the thing. With my brother and my sister, they're all lefty. Everything they do is lefty. But me, I write righty, I throw the ball righty, and then I will play hockey or lacrosse or anything else. You play lefty. lacrosse too? No, I didn't play lacrosse. Okay. But, I mean, <laughs> I had a lacrosse stick growing up, and I tried to, but that was never – I could never do –
0: all right, I got to ask one last hockey question. Is there anybody else on the Osceola football team do you know if that plays hockey?
2: Mm, let me think. Let me think. Not off the top of my head. I feel like I have. I have had this conversation with somebody.
0: So we had a kid when I was a baseball manager here. We had a kid on the baseball team. named Garrett Spain. He's playing minor league baseball for the, the Blue Jays. He is from Clarksville, so he grew up going to Nashville to play in the Predators Junior League. Apparently, he was mm. really good. If we had like college hockey in the South, he'd be a hockey player too. We got. But the funny thing is, you're six foot six. Big guy. He was just this little tiny dude and strong, but it's just funny that hockey's all over the place. Yeah,
2: I mean, hockey's a great sport, honestly. I mean, I love to watch hockey. Just seeing people beat up on each other, it's kind of fun. I mean, such a small patch of ice that 10 people get on, and, I mean, they either score or they're trying to knock each other out. Trying
0: to knock each other out. So, before you came to Austin you graduated at Campbell, uh, bachelor's in healthcare management. Now you're getting a master's in management. Correct. What is the
2: future plan for Jordan Goko? Um, That's still to be determined. I mean, I still don't – I mean, I'm just getting all – buffing my resume up. I mean, going to shoot it out here in uh, December around then. Not really sure. My whole family, like my whole dad's side is healthcare. so I was just trying to – I'm trying to use my connections. They're all, like, nurses, doctors, and whatnot, but I can't really stand to see people, like, on the operating table, so I I took the business side of it. (laughs) business route handling all the money so i got to to, uh do a internship last summer before i came here to austin p Mm -hmm. and i got to spend um 200 hours like shadowing the manager of this private practice Mm -hmm. so i got to handle all the like the the bills and all like the payroll and all that and see the business side of it and it was pretty cool then again i mean sitting at a desk is something that i don't really like to do right so i mean it's still i just like how i'm my resume is going to be built up, so. Done a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. All right, last question before we get into our rapid-fire questions. Why Austin P?
2: Let's see, let's see. I mean, really, I mean, my official visit did it for me. I mean, coming here, it just felt like family. I love how the coaching staff is so young. I can relate to them so mm-hmm. good. I mean, it feels, I mean, at I, my old school, it didn't feel like I could go to the field house and sit there all day and enjoy myself the whole time. Here, it's like I can just hang around the field house, go to the coach's office, yeah. talk football with them, and go about my day. It's, it's fun here.
0: You and some of the older guys, I feel like you're the same age as some of our coaches.
2: I'm very close. I mean, there's <laughs> coaches on staff that are like 25,
0: 26. It's a very young staff. They got a lot of energy. So, you ready for the rapid-fire questions? Let's hit it. All right, what's your favorite word or saying?
2: Mm. Word or saying? I mean, this is really rapid fire. If I can't even think of that,
0: it doesn't have to be like too fast. You can you can think about it for a second, but mm. there's just a lot coming at you. With yeah, all there's a,
2: there is a lot. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't even think of a saying that. Shoot, there's a lot of sayings that we the the boys say, but I don't know if I could say them on here.
0: Uh, we'll just we'll just keep those. You keep those for the boys. <laughs> What's the last book you read?
2: Shoot, last book I read. Mm, it was like a attack strategy. I forget the author. It was in one of my. It was in my summer class. It was like attack strategies and how to go about attacking in the business world, and literally on the battlefield.
0: I always feel like you football players could just like cheat with saying your playbook.
2: Uh, fair. He, that's the thing. Scotty doesn't give us playbooks. Oh, Coach okay. Walden does not
0: give us playbooks. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, we got to write everything down. <laughs> I mean, we learn it the best. You so. remember it better that way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what's your worst habit? Worst habit. I mean probably Chipotle.
0: How many times you go to Chipotle a week?
2: Shoot, probably like at least 3.
0: What's your order? Is it the same every time or you mix it same up? Same
2: every time. I mean, I got it in my phone on the app. The Chipotle on Madison Street live right by it, so I just pull in, grab it. I mean, it's I get um a chicken bowl to go. Double rice with uh peppers, onions. I mean, then everything. I mean, I get sauce everything they have on it. Then I
0: get two side tortillas to make two burritos. There you go. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes?
2: Walk a mile?
0: Walk a mile. You're not running. You are walking. No shot. No chance.
2: A mile and 10 minutes walking is kind of... Has that been done before?
0: See, this is an argument me and my friend uh, started speed when we were in that. school. So I say that it can be done. They say that I can't do it. Uh, it's We've never tested it because if I test it, then I can't ask this question anymore. Fair enough. Um, all right. What is one rule in any sport you want to change or add?
2: Mm. See... One, probably be football, and it would be, let's see, blindside blocks.
0: You just want to lay people out. Yeah, I mean that. I mean,
2: <laughs> back in the old days, when you're seeing. I mean, me being on offense, it's easy to say that, but people on defense might not like that. Like if somebody's breaking a long touchdown run or something, I just want to instead of coming in and just getting in their way, just coming and knocking them on their back. You want to hit them. Yeah. All right, what app on your phone gets the most use? Shoot, probably Right now I'm a big into Clash of Clans. Okay. Little 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 Clash of Clans guy.
0: Is our team a Clash of Clans team?
2: Oh yeah, we have a, we have a decent amount of people in um on the football team that plays Clash of Clans.
0: <laughs> Who's the best? Probably
2: Connor Parsons. Connor Parsons. Yeah, okay. he's he got he got me back in it. I used to play when I was a young kid <laughs> and I saw him playing it one day and I was like, dude, I have the same game and I'm pretty good. I showed him mine. He showed me his. I was like, wow. I got humbled really quick.
0: <laughs> uh, what's the last gift you gave somebody? Mm, let's see.
2: It's probably my mom and dad. I mean, I gave them all the AP gear that I get that I don't – like that we got last year or something, I'll give it to right. my parents so they can wear it to games and whatnot. So it's probably
0: that. If you uh, could cast anybody to play you in a movie about yourself, who would it be?
2: Mm. It's got to be Mike DeLillo, though. He can just – I don't know, he can fire off one-liners that I say or anything. It's funny
0: you say that. There's a lot of people that pick their teammates.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Mike DeLillo, I mean, he just – I feel like he can do anybody. I don't know why. He just – He
0: could play the whole team.
2: Yeah, I mean, he knows like over half the team's birthdays off his head. So, I mean, he knows tendencies I do and stuff. Like, he'll just –
0: How does he know people's – like that many people's birthdays? I can barely remember the ones I need to know.
2: He'll ask them once and then he'll just remember it and then walk around the field house and just name off a – Day, month, and year
0: So, this leads me to something off the script here You talk about Mike doing an impersonation of you Who can do the best Scotty impersonation? Ooh
2: Let's see It's funny, because we just had skit night And one of my, well, I think it was Malachi Dow He did, we did like a little Bulls intro thing for our skit night Where we announced He came out of the locker room Because we did, we had the whole intro We had lights going and stuff he came out, you know how it's got his fiery energy. Yeah. He, you know how he bear crawls, like, and just fast. It oh, yeah. looks like a – Oh, yeah. It's probably Malachi I mean, with movement and stuff, it, he did it. He killed the job. But I mean, uh, like, sounding like Coach Walden, uh, let me think. It's got to be, shoot, probably one of the O linemen. I can't really name off the top of my head. Well, oh, got to be one of the O linemen. The O linemen is a fun bunch on the team.
0: You can spend a lot of time with them, right? Oh, most definitely. They're they're amazing. All right. What's the most embarrassing song you love? It's got to be a Taylor
2: Swift song, like Love Story or something.
0: Yeah, pretty classic answer mm-hmm. there. If you go to any concert, who would it be?
2: Zach Bryan, right now. I really want to see him in concert.
0: New album just came out. Mm-hmm. What's the one place in the world you want to visit the most? Philippines. Philip, the island, Philippine Islands. Mm-hmm. Any reason?
2: My grandpa's from there. Okay. So my family's Filipino. Yeah, my. Dad is 50%, and then I'm, like, a little less than a quarter right now. You don't really see it in me because my mom's she's Lithuanian, German, and whatnot. Okay.
0: So, have you ever been? Has your dad been?
2: My dad has been multiple times, yes.
0: So, that's that's coming up soon, right?
2: Oh, next summer. I mean, if I don't have football next summer, I'm going to be in the Philippines. There you go. Is there any family over there.
0: Uh, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Ooh. Any three people ever?
2: Ever. I think, um... I think one would have to be Rob Gronkowski. Okay, tight end answer there. Mm-hmm. Tight end answer there. He's he's uh, he's a good person. He's a fun person. Um, I think Elon Musk. I just want to see pick his brain. I don't know what he's thinking <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. And then let me think. Another one. Shoot. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go artist here. I think I'm gonna go. Maybe Zach Ryan. There you go. Just, just love to live music, maybe around a campfire or something.
0: Do you play any music?
2: Um I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn. I mean, Connor Parsons, he and Mike Delilo, they're play both guitar, right? yeah, they both tread the guitar. I mean, they were at uh jock and roll. Yeah. And they Florida. played. Yeah.
0: Uh who or what inspires you?
2: Really my dad and my mom. I mean, they my Dad has gone through a lot. My mom's sacrificed a lot for our family. She's, I mean, she's held down two, three jobs at one time when my dad was going through a rough patch, so. And, yeah, I mean, looking up to them, I mean, they're definitely my,
0: my mentors in life. What advice would you give to your younger self?
2: Shoot, just take advantage of the opportunities. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, last question comes from our last guest, which was a long time ago now, Dan Merrill on the baseball team. He's graduated. He wants to know what goes into picking your number, which 23 for you at Austin Peay.
2: That's funny. I mean, I'm not a big number guy. I'm not superstitious okay. with my number. But I did. When I came in here, I asked for the number. I think it was 13, 21, or I think it was like 80, I think I said. Mm-hmm. 13, that was just kind of a random number that I just put out there because I'm not superstitious. But 21 was like my childhood number growing up. Okay. But it's weird seeing 21 at a tight end, but now I'm wearing 23. Right. So 21, I wore that hockey, baseball, all, mm-hmm. like, all grown up. And then 80, I was 80 at my last school. So I just kept that in there in the book. So that was my three numbers that I said, but.
0: How'd you end up at 23 then? Just what happened? I mean, the, all those numbers were full. So, say, so hey, somebody was in there. 23.
2: Yeah, I showed up 23. I was like, this is what I asked for. And then I was like, oh, eh, uh, it okay. doesn't matter. I, yeah, I mean, I could have changed numbers this year, but I'm not a big number guy. I'm not trying to stick my neck out. Oh, let me get like number one or zero or something. Right just trying to play football all
0: right so now you get to ask a question to next week's guest what do you want to ask on the next pcast mm, let's see
2: mm, what would their zombie apocalypse layout look like
0: they're like their are like what, what not, yeah their plan what's your plan you seem to have one if that's your question yeah i just
2: i would always thought about this i would go to Dick sporting goods the Dick Sporting Goods by my house, I don't know, like not here in Clarksville. Here, we're in North Carolina. Yeah, we're in North Carolina. Our Dick's has it's two floors. It's just a separate building, so I would cut down the escalators. Okay. Only have access through the elevator so zombies couldn't get up there. And then they have a rack of guns there, and then every time you need to go out and get supplies, you just go down uh, the elevator there you go yeah i mean i've, I've been thinking about that You've for thought that out yeah multiple years multiple years i'd say
0: there's a professor here he's a history teacher and his wife also teaches here she does chemistry or biology and they wrote a book together about surviving a zombie apocalypse oh really yep dr thompson
2: oh i might have to tune into that you might
0: have to go find him yeah they, they always do like a weird like talk around halloween about about it maybe maybe we'll get you in touch with him okay that sounds good <laughs> all right jordan thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast it's busy game week. Uh, We'll get started with Solanoi this weekend. Let's go get a win. Yes, sir. Thank Thank you for having me. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. That interview with Jordan Goko was brought to you by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. Thank you to Flats Off Madison for finally becoming the new sponsor of the PCAST. Somebody, yeah. somebody had to do it. Yeah. How, how would you not want to sponsor this? And uh, Great apartments over there. Swing by today and meet with a leeching agent or go online and get a ca- or give them a call. Uh, one and two bedroom apartments, smoke-free community. Great looking place. It really is. Great looking place. All right. Uh, there was some golf drama this week, Alex. What was uh, that? The Ryder Cup. The, the Ryder Cup, which is the U.S. versus Europe event. It's mm-hmm. the one I tell you, if you're going to get into golf, it's the one where i got to get you started. Okay. Uh, coming up this September, so the first six picks for Team USA are determined by a point system. Winning tournaments obviously helps. There's point tournaments that are worth more points, whatever. So the first six six get picked. The next six are captain's picks, which used okay. to just be two. Now it's six. Zach Johnson Went with some of the guys that were lower in the rankings that histo- this year. They're lower in the rankings this year. Historically, they've been good in the Ryder Cups. Historically, they're friends with other guys in the team. Justin Thomas was like 16th in the rankings. Well, he got the last spot because he's Justin Thomas. Right. Uh, all his boys are on the team. Jordan Spieth. The two that are they're hurting, Keegan Bradley was, I think, four, or right at 12th in the points. Te- probably technically would have got the last spot if it went straight on points. Uh, he got left off. Tough, tough for Keegan. Uh, he's been playing really well. And then... There's one more. Oh, Cam Young was was higher up in the points. Who got left off for a couple guys behind him? Uh, it's weird. So historically in the Ryder Cup, Team USA never wins in Europe. Team USA historically is just not good in general. We just always lose to the Europeans. Uh, so it's it's tough. Do you take the guys that are currently having a better year? Or do you take the guys that have been historically good that have good relationships? Because you're playing a lot of team golf. The first four sessions are with a partner. Right. So it's a uh, it's a weird thing. A lot of people on Twitter are upset that. Uh, Keegan Bradley, Cam Young got left off. We're going to get you into the Ryder Cup. Um, Camille, our new intern, is a college golfer. Five-year golfer. Five-year college golfer at Freed Hardman. So I've got her in the office now, too, and, and we're going to get the golf going. We're going okay, well, to get you locked in. there. If you're going to watch a golf event, it's the Ryder Cup. It's barely like golf. It's like golf meets college football. Okay. Well, at
1: least not now you have somebody to talk golf to. Cause let me tell I don't think I could hold a conversation. They're in
0: that. Rome this year, so I don't know. The European fans will be wild. Uh, and, and two years after that, they're at Bethpage Black uh, in New York, and that will be absolutely insane. Uh, NFL football. Mm-hmm. Been a wild offseason. Colson of a single player on the roster over 30 years old. Really? Not a one.
1: That's a really good stat. Led by... Um Ar sure. Ar five Anthony
0: Richardson, who honestly is the best quarterback in the AFC South.
1: I think he could come out and have like a Peyton Manning esque like rookie season, where he's he's going to struggle quite a bit. Cause it's like I don't think he was that good in the preseason. Granted, most quarterbacks are best aren't quarterback
0: in the, in the AFC South. No, no. Better give, C, he's better
1: than C. Me, he's better than CJ Stroud. Yes, every Ryan Tannehill better than CJ Stroud. That's fair. The only one that I would go against would be i think trevor lawrence is the best quarterback yeah you're probably right and i think out of the gate i don't think you'd put him better than ryan tannehill ryan's tannehill been okay ryan tannehill's a wide receiver ryan tannehill's been fine he's a wide. speaking of speaking of titans quarterbacks i don't know what we're gonna do this year because i think ryan tannehill should be the quarterback for the
0: entire season i think that you drafted will levis is still the i think will levis was
1: the worst pick that we could have gotten and i i I think we said this last time we've said
0: this before too. titans fans that demographic is very much the same as Tennessee fans. Mm-hmm. A lot of Titans fans are University of Tennessee fans, and they went and drafted the Kentucky quarterback that Tennessee fans know is not good. Mm-hmm. Talk about alienating your fan base. I know. They don't want to cheer for that guy. And we traded up for him, too.
1: For Will Levis. For Will Levis. For Will Levis. Who was not even, he puts not even mayonnaise a good, in his not even a good quarterback. Now, I think he's one of those guys that has a very, very, very low floor maybe he has a high ceiling. Maybe he has a 10-foot ceiling instead of just an 8-foot ceiling. Uh, I, I've got to say, he got hurt. I think he... You can't let a guy that puts mayo on his coffee run, run your franchise. He just did that for media attention. Right. He came out and said that too. I don't know if I fully believe him. But... I don't think I believe him. I think, you know, I like, I like the Titans picking up DeAndre Hopkins. I think that'll help the offense a lot. I think that'll keep defenses from stacking and putting eight in the box against Derrick Henry, who's still a top five running back in the NFL, maybe even top three. Um... I don't know. I just I got to see what these Titans are going to look like the first four games of the season, and I'll judge the rest of the season
0: strictly off of that. I, I have no clue what the Colts are going to do except for be young and not not hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor for the first four weeks of the year, or maybe. Do you think he plays at all? Because uh, uh, like I know that you know he was rumored he wants to be to traded. Get traded somewhere, he's going to have to. Yeah, he can't. I can't like, believe they didn't find a
1: single trade partner for him.
0: Well, I'm sure that the Colts wanted the first. And nobody wants to give a first for a running back because they're
1: not worth it. I wouldn't give a top three pick for a running back. Like even when the Titans were considering trading derrick henry i think it was last off season. i think they said the best offer they got for him was like a third
0: or a fourth yeah it's just if he wants to get trades he has to go and have a good year yeah that he does uh you started watching the league i did old uh fantasy football yeah. sorta themed show from like 2007 uh you're gonna enjoy that we'll, we'll check back in on that
1: yeah i've gotten one i've gotten one or two episodes in definitely laughed a lot um I think my favorite thing about it is that it's based like what, 2008 ish. Yeah. Which is like whenever I first started getting like super into uh, fantasy football. So, you know, they're talking about like Matt Forte
0: and Andre Johnson. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember these guys. Like they were in the NFL (laughs) last year. I was there. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about some Austin P sports. We'll start with the men's golf team. They kick off. They're the next team to kick off their season. Uh, they get started tomorrow, Thursday, maybe today when you're listening, uh, Eastern Kentucky's Colonel Shootout, University Club at Arlington. That is EKU's home course in Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, Govs bring back their top two from last year in Reese Britton, Jacob Falk Scholar. So that's a nice duo to have. Daniel Love and Logan Spurrier both kind of got it going late last spring, too, and had good years. So that's a nice little four to bring back. Morgan Robinson's a veteran on the team. You've got Caleb Brumman, who redshirted last year. Payne Elkins had moments. And you bring in some new guys. Uh, you bring in a couple freshmen, Michael Long and Seth Smith and then a grad transfer, Dawson Long, who had a pretty solid D2 career before he got here. Uh, the Govs are going to run with the lineup of Reese Britt and Jacob Scholar. Uh, your top right. two scorers from last year. That makes sense. And then you've got, you've got some of the new guys in the lineup. You've got Daniel Love. He's just a consistent player in the middle of that lineup. You know what Dan's going to give you. He's going to give you a good round. Seth Smith, a freshman, going to be in the lineup, first college tournament at Eastern Kentucky. So that's – I mean, he had a really good prep career at Campbellsville High School, so – just keep that going. And then Dawson Long, who transferred from Hanover College at D2 in Indiana, is going to have that fifth spot. And uh, I mean, that's a good line. You don't even have Logan Sprayer in that lineup. Or Morgan yep. Robinson, who's the oldest player on the team. So those guys are both going to play as individuals, but they don't even have him in the lineup. So maybe that means we've got some, some good golf coming this way for the Guffs this year. Yeah, it's a good uh, tournament to get started hot at. And they've got some fun trips. I'm going to have to try and work my way into one of those Florida-Arizona trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch out. I'm, I'm a coming. All right. All right, to the soccer field. Alex. To the pitch. Um, so the
1: Govs will they continue their s- this season on the road. Um, they will be at Chattanooga tomorrow, which is uh, Thursday. they got a 5 p.m. match against the Mox. Uh, it's a Mox team that's the reigning SoCon champions. Played them last year, allowed three goals in the second half to lose that one. But, you know, we're a new-look team. They're definitely a new-look team. Um, their head coach, Gavin McKinney. He's been there for nine years now. He's one of the more veteran coaches that we face this year. Um, it's a team that knows how to score the bo- score the ball. Um, they're going to try to put a lot of pressure on our defenders. I think overall this season that we've done a good job against teams that try to push the pace a little bit more. Um, hopefully pick up a win. Also, fun fact about this game. So, it is, so it's tomorrow, which is the 31st of August, which is the anniversary of Austin Peace soccer's first ever match in 2002, also against Chattanooga. I saw that one today when I was writing the notes, and I was like, okay, that's cool. That is a fun fact. <laughs> um, and then after that one, the Govs are back at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. They've got a 1 p.m. Sunday match against Moorhead State. Um, it's definitely a game that, you know, you're facing an OBC school. We've played them about 100 times um, just it's impressive
0: together. in 20-something years of soccer.
1: Playing a 100 times? Yeah. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Uh, but I don't know if you could really call Moorhead More- uh, State. A rival. I wouldn't. But we've played them a lot. It's a team that, because after this Moorhead State game, we're going to go to Indiana, we're going to play USI, we're going to play Ball State. So this is one that you want to you wanna pick up a win, get a little bit of mojo going heading into
0: that road trip, and then after that, just go into conference. So Simple as that. Just as simple as that. Just win them all. Back to the volleyball team. The Govs are going to take on the Lindenwood Invitational this weekend. Uh, up at Lindenwood, new OVCT, new Division One team. The Govs get things started with a 130 Friday match against the host Lindenwood and then they play again Friday night five o'clock against Indiana State uh, Saturday noon match against Louisiana Monroe to wrap things up uh, the Govs can go up and get some wins this weekend yeah um, I was talking to
1: Connor Crawford my roommate who's uh, an assistant coach for the volleyball team and you know he and I were talking about it yesterday and that's one that you definitely want to go up through you know because you know Lindenwood like you said yeah this is their second year in division one they're overall a good school I think they've done a really good job in their transition but you still want to go up pick up a three zero three one win against them, Indiana State coming off a loss against Grambling. Not a great loss for them, so they're probably going to come into this one a little bit hot. But you want to pick up a win against them in Louisiana Monroe and I mean, Govs go 3-0. That's that's a 5-1 start to start the season.
0: You will take it. Alex, first ever cross country or first cross country meet for the season, first ever event for our new cross country coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, head coach Asha Gibson Smith, uh first year. She's got two two
1: much improved cross country teams. Um Gov's, you know, I think um I think Coach Gibson-Smith is going to get them uh, a lot more improved than they were last season. Uh, and it's a good meet to start the season.
0: It's the We Fly Cross-Country Challenge hosted by Ball State in Anderson, Indiana. She's got an alumni back on staff to help coach this distance program yeah. as well.
1: Sarah Martin, who was a four-year letter winner in cross-country and track and field. Uh, she's back on staff. She's also got a whole new staff. Um, and She's really excited about the staff and also just starting at Ball State. You know, she and I talked about it before the season started. You know, we were – going back and forth about who they wanted to open the season with. And she saw Ball State and we're like, we got to go there. Gives the girls a good opportunity to go somewhere outside of Nashville and just outside of the state of Tennessee in general. So I don't really know what the field looks like to that one quite yet, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good MAC schools in there, probably a couple OVC, ASUN teams. A lot of
0: good experience for Coach Gibson-Smith. She comes our way. She's been at uh, Jacksonville State. She's been at Tennessee State, which is a really good track and field program. She's been at the uh, Hoover Sportsplex, which is the place that hosts Indoor national championships, SEC indoor championships, the A-Sun indoor championships. Uh, just being around all those good teams, all those good programs, she brings a lot of knowledge and a new look to this team. So, you're gonna see a lot of winning uh, on the track and the cross country field Can't field win. course course cross Out on country the grass. course yeah. on the course, not the field. Field was not the right word. Okay. You tried. Field is the right word for football. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna open the season six o'clock Saturday night, Southern Illinois. Saluki Stadium in Carbondale, Illinois. Uh, I think one of the biggest things for this football team that that it should be one of the first things you talk about is they bring back all five starting offensive linemen from last year. Fifty-two of fifty-five starts on the O-line are back. Uh, You lose three.
1: Yeah.
0: Isaiah Wright, left tackle, tacked on fifty-five pounds this offseason. He played two fifty-two. He's at three hundred seven. Harrison Wilkes. That dude's mean at left guard. Mm-hmm. Center, Jalen Armstrong, good player. And then on the right side, Curtin at right guard, is a freshman All-American, preseason All-UAC. Brendan Smith, right tackle. He started in nine games last year. It's it's there. It's there. That is the biggest thing. The continuity on the offensive line just makes everything in that offense better.
1: Exactly. Especially whenever you, I mean, you also return a, your quarterback from last season, Mike DeLillo. You return your
0: top three rushers, and yeah. your quarterback – Javon Jackson and CJ Evans. Mm-hmm. It's 18 rushing touchdowns and 1,000 yards between the three.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we all know that our offense is going to be good in Scotty Walden offense. I mean, you know, we, had, what had, uh, was it the season that we averaged 200
0: passing yards and 200 rushing yards a we game? We had 2,000 passing and 2,000, 2000 rushing was. in the same season for the first time ever. Yeah. And everybody always sees Scotty Walden and they see him as a young spread guy and they think he's just pass happy. It's not, it's not no. the case. No,
1: he knows how to uh, get that run game going. And I think a lot of people, when you look at this team, they're like, okay, we know the offense is going to be good, but what about the defense? And I think the defense is going to look really good this year too.
0: The defense lost five guys to power five programs in the transfer portal. And, I mean, there's, you don't want to see those guys go, but they did, and there's nothing you can do about it. So how do you fix that? You add transfers uh, to fill immediate needs. Obviously you want to develop guys and bring those up. And we have those guys as well. You have guys, Connor Murphy's waited a little, Jaheem Ward's waited a little, Sedarius is, it's his time, it's Corey Chapman's time. But then you plug immediate holes on the defense with transfers, and there's five guys that come from FCS universities, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. They're in the game notes. They've combined to play like 100-something FCS college football games. They have like 400 tackles, like 10 interceptions, forced mm-hmm. fumbles. That's uh, Tyler Long, who's the leading tackler of the bunch from Norfolk State, Miles Richardson from Wofford, uh, Christian Lewis from Albany, Michael Rutland, Jr., who's at Middleton, Tennessee kid at Mount Juliet High School, comes from Princeton, and I- I'm missing one. I I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, that's okay. But then you add a Division II transfer, Javon McIver, who's number one at corner right now. He's going to start Week One at corner from Lenore Ryan. He played with our current cornerbacks coach, who was the defensive coordinator at Lenore Ryan, also came up here. So you go and fill those holes. Oh, Darius Richmond, the defensive go. lineman from Incarnate Word, who was a, in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs last year. So not only does he bring four years of experience, they're all four five grad transfers. He's been in the playoffs. Yeah. Multiple of them have played playoff FCS games. So it really will help the defense uh, plug some holes. And there's just some other new faces on that defense that you will all see Saturday and you will know of very quickly. Another big change for the defense. First time since Scotty Walden has been here. Chris Kappas is not his defensive coordinator. The AFCA coach of the year last year took a head coaching job, moved back with family in Ohio. Uh, J.J. Clark was a Division Two and Division Three defensive coordinator before he got here, where he coached some of the best defenses at those levels. He's been a year with Coach Kappas, coaching linebackers. Mm-hmm. Now it's his show. Yeah. He's a uh, – I feel like it's going to be – I don't think there's going to be that much change. I feel like it's going to be a similar look to the defense. Yeah, especially
1: whenever you bring somebody that's already in the system, he's been here for a year. Yeah,
0: so, so. I feel like it's going to be a similar system, just new, a couple new faces. Right. All right, big prediction time. Okay. Govs against the Salukis, what do you got? Give me – So then Illinois, like we were talking about earlier, it's a team with a big offensive line. They have to to play in that conference. Mm -hmm. Their conference has reigning national champion South Dakota State, runner-up North Dakota State, probably two of the best teams in the country every year, every year. Easily. Uh, So those two teams are in that conference. They are one, two in the preseason poll. So the Salukis are in fifth behind them. Big team. They have a quarterback that's been there for three years. It's his third year starting. He's two completions away from the school's completion record. Uh they have former Austin P center Jacob Coggle snapping the ball to him. What do you got? Give
1: me Austin P with the win. Give me thirty-four to thirty-one. Maddox hits a forty-six yard field goal to win it.
0: At the buzzer or with at, time left?
1: At the buzzer. As time expires. As time's expiring. Govs get the ball. Here, I'll, I'll go super in-depth for you. So the Salukis tie it on a field goal. Govs get the ball. We'll say 37 seconds left. Can it be a Cam Thomas run back to set it up? You know what? That's actually – yes. So he runs it back. We'll say he runs it back to the 50. And one then completion. One completion. I don't even know who Mike finds. He finds somebody because he's that good. And, uh, you know, he finds Goko.
0: That's Jordan what Go-co. it is. He
1: finds Jordan Goko. Uh, over the middle. Over the middle. And then Timeout. Timeout with say two seconds left. Maddox lines up straight through. Banks at home. Easy. Automatics, right? Uh
0: I was gonna say something in the thirty four range for Austin pii will I I I'll I'll go with like thirty five to like twenty one. Two touchdowns okay. win for the Govs on the road. I'll go big. Go big or go home. There we go. There it is. Govs are Govs are winning. Rolling into Tennessee one and zero, according to the the P cast. Yeah. Dr. Kristen McGregor, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shardy Husbands and Trey Price—they've got all the community service opportunities for you, the student athlete. Everyone's fired up, deaf students, and especially our student athletes, back on campus and back in Clarksville. So, uh, get out there, go do something good for the community. Uh, everybody's missed having you here, so go, go show your faces, go, go help everybody out. Uh, also, everybody's back on campus, so go support each other, go get those Gufs cut points. Go support the other teams. Soccer this week. Volleyball and football. Or not mm-hmm. football next week. Volleyball next week. Yep. volleyball on for this was it the Stashville Challenge? Yeah, then football in three weeks from now. Uh, in the meantime, stay in touch with us on social media and the website. Alex, how do people follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or excuse me, X. X. Facebook and Instagram.
1: So follow us on Instagram and X. At Let's Go P. Or on Facebook at Austin P.
0: Governors. Shout out to Robin and Congrats to Robin on having baby Raven this summer. Yep. Uh, shout out to Robin, Maddie, Bree, Lexi, everybody else that's helping with the digital media content. Uh, Let's be.com for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Alex Allard, the newly hired Camille Blaylock, Chris Austin, Knox Reeves. kind of. I'm kidding, Knox. And <laughs> We're myself. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Alex, tickets, too. Yeah, you got to call the ticket office, 931-221-PEAY, that's 7329. Football season tickets are on sale. You can still get them. They're two weeks before the first home game. you got to call the ticket office for those. If you just want single-game tickets, you can log on to letsgop.com buy tickets. I'll take you to our new ticketing partner, Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. and uh, get all your game tickets for those games. Uh, don't forget to ask. If You have to call for this, I believe. Uh, don't forget to ask about tickets to the Blazing VIP Zone at all five home football games for the 2023 season. Buffalo Wild Wings will provide all-you-can-eat food and drinks, including beer in the Blazing VIP Zone which is located in the south end zone of Forterra Stadium under the scoreboard. That opens an hour prior to kickoff when the gates to Forterra Stadium open and closes at the end of halftime. It's the best place to watch the Calves play. Absolutely. Free Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll be there tonight for the coaches show. Yeah, we will. Uh, There's also basketball tickets.
1: Yeah, so whenever you go to get your football tickets, basketball season tickets are on sale. Maybe Uh, the hottest seat in town. I would absolutely say so. The only thing that can beat them is golf football. Yeah. And um, so we got the new F&M Bank Arena. Absolute state of the art facility. I don't know if you guys haven't seen it yet. Schedule a tour.
0: We're going to host a Sun Media Tip Off.
1: Yep, October sixteenth at FNM Bank Arena. We're all excited about that. Um, I mean, it's it, we're all going to be fired up for basketball season. Me and Camille have already been talking about, you know, how we're going to roll out as we prepare for our seasons, and uh, you don't want
0: to miss it. I've already hooked up Mom and Dad with season tickets too. Alex's parents have bought season tickets to every single Austin Peace sport. I think.
1: Yeah. So th- the only thing they didn't get season tickets for last year was football because uh, they were both in and out of town so much. But as soon as season tickets were on sale, like, w- they came to one of the events that we had at FNM Bank, and Mom was like, where do I sit? And I'm like, front and center. They are like, literally right behind where I will sit. And I'm like, Mom, I don't know if I like this or not, but go ahead.
0: Are They, gonna, they have football tickets. Too, yeah. right?
1: we got to get them baseball and softball. Oh, yeah. They've already, they've already said they're coming everything that they can. There we go.
0: The Allards the have season tickets to all, all of the Austin P sports. And so could you. And so can you just give them a call? Austin P Ticket Office 221 two one P A Y. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website. Let's Go P backslash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Alex, yes. How many stars should they give us? I'd say five. All five of the stars. I want to suggest a guest? Know Les- a local or on campus event? We should shout out. Tell us how excited you are for football season. Tell us how excited you are about Clarksville's hometown team. Yeah. Are you on Clarksville? We're, we're all Clarksville's hometown we team. We are Clarksville's hometown team. Austin P. is Clarksville's hometown team. Get out and support Clarksville's hometown team. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig19. He's Alex Howard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to everyone who's uh, going to get in the car and drive on up to Carbondale. What? Like two hours, right? Yeah. Two-hour drive to watch the girls play some football this weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody.